Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. Uh, beautiful day in the Music City. Lots of football talk today. And uh, talked a lot of Titans, kind of what happens on a bye week, that kind of stuff. Coach Max is going to join us in 20 minutes or so. We'll get into some of that with him and Titans injuries and maybe what the plan is from here on out. So we love getting the Mac attack uh, on Tuesday. But let's We need to get into a couple of these things uh, news-wise that are breaking. Mark Stoops. Um, announced earlier today that he has agreed to. I don't think he signed anything, but, you know, agreements get out now. Mark Stoops has agreed to uh, an extension at Kentucky through 2028. He's 9-3 this year. They can win They can win 10 games again at Kentucky. Pretty impressive. So he's got the chance to go. Blaine, some people are trying to put him at Oklahoma. You know, his brother's the interim coach. and That's why he got the extension. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they called my, they called my agent. They just say, hey, hi, and they hung up. Right, but, but – Extension. Extension, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all you need now is just the threat of somebody calling you to get an extension. Hey. Administrator Blaine Bishop, how would – because you're, you're a tough AD. We've established this. <laughs> administrator, I wouldn't have been one for very long. <laughs> so, Administrator Blaine Bishop, you see, like, Bruce Feldman start mentioning Mark Stoops. You're Mitch Barnhart. Are you going to walk down the hall and go, okay, man, I'm going to extend you? Are you are you going to wait it out a little longer? Well, they just gave him an extension last year, didn't they? Uh, I, I, I very that, very recently, I believe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably. Uh, I really like him there. I'm the AD. He's my guy. I'm gonna say, how about we increase your your secondary coaching? Coaches on your staff. I'll boost your uh, salary pool, huh? Mm-hmm. Assistant pool. Yeah, that way you look good, we look good, everybody wins. If I if I increased the salary last year and gave an extension, I, I, I can't grasp the fact, and I think it's just more me, every year somebody calls you, so we're going to go through this song and dance every year. Every year. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I got to draw the line at some point and say, hey, we love you here. You done an exceptional job you made us into – you know, relevant, you know, relevant uh, pro- program, but uh, I can't, I can't keep doing this every year. And you can't say that to him, but I mean, you gotta look around and say, "Hey, man, <laughs> we, we, you can't, you can't do this." Because at some point, he's gonna do exactly what Kelly did to Notre Dame. I mean, I watched the uh, <laughs> the athletic director, uh, what's his name, Swarbrick or Jack Swarbrick. Yeah, he said he didn't call him or anything. <laughs> didn't get him a chance to match it. Yeah, nothing. Yep. Well, guess what? That's going to happen with Stoops. At some point, regardless of what all you've done, somebody's going to come in and just bring it. And, uh, you know, he deserves it, man. He's a great exes and old guy. He's built his program from the ground up. Uh, and somebody's going to, you know, I mean, the money they're throwing around now, when you say 10 years, like $9,500 million, you go, what? And that's everybody. Yeah, and everybody. Right. And James Franklin gets an extension. So, everybody's getting right. more money. So, so do you expect to do that? So you need to talk to administration. That way you can say, hey, either we're going to go all in and then we're not going to come back to the table. Right. Year after year after year. We're either going to give you the big one or, you know, we're just going to keep paying you whatever he's making, $6 million or, you know, whatever the number is. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you have to get to that point. And once you get to there, it's either you start thinking somewhere else and so is he. Uh, that's where I would be because he's a great fit there. He's oh, yeah. A, you know, you, you want to have some loyalty uh, from both sides, but let's be honest. What are we trying to accomplish here? And, hey, man, just imagine every time I, I would have in my contract, if I'm the athletic director, every time uh, the, one of the coaches asked me for a bump and an extension, I get a bump and an extension. <laughs> well, you're tied to what they do. 
Yeah. yeah. But, but my my salary isn't. No. Because, I mean, they're making quadruple what I'm making. Oh, if I'm the athletic director. Yeah, more than that, yeah. But, you know, he's much more popular and impacts the uh, money at the university than I do. My decision to hire him was uh, the biggest one, but they look past all that. The president of Oklahoma and the AD, the president was doing an interview with the Oklahoma athletic writer. He says that the president said that he and Joe uh, Castiglione were in talks for weeks about a contract extension for Lincoln Riley, and they found out he was leaving for USC. He told the reporter, we found out when you did. Even Lincoln Riley, just like you said, hey, man, let's go. Which surprises me because as an AD, because this I worked in that world, I would want to have such a regular conversation with my coaches that that I that they would feel like they could tell me anything. Now that's a pretty big thing to tell you, mm-hmm. but they didn't find out from him. They basically just found out like everybody else on found social out. media. Probably yeah, his his bosses told a reporter, "We found out when you did." That's rough. <laughs> and I don't like that. I don't either. I really don't. I, for any coach, I don't, I don't care who you are. I just feel like you should be upfront and honest and, hey, this is what I've been offered. Uh, uh, I understand if uh, I have to move on, but I just wanted to be uh, out of respect for you. Sure. Who hired me mm-hmm. or, you know, has yeah. been paying me. Uh-huh. To, to let you know uh, this is what's going on. And then he can ask me if you, you know, if he can match it. If not, you say, no, nah, I think it's time for a change. And sure. I mean, that's the kind of conversation. That's stand-up guys uh, to me. I, that's I'm a, I'm real big on that. Uh, to me, that's just cowardly. I, I'm not. I'm not. Nah. I, I don't. I don't wish them any good luck after that. That's a tough business for yeah. sure. Uh, no, but it's, it's you know, it, and they'll look at it as just business. Oh sure. But in my mind, out to me, I look at it as respect. Me too. Yeah. You 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 didn't really even respect me then. Go you come to me and tell me. Regardless, right. of, I didn't. Not even about matching. Just that you're going to leave. Right. Who does that? So I can prepare. So I don't get a call from an athletic writer, and I don't even know that you're gone. That's, that's not res- giving you respect. Yeah, we that's got. What I think you got to tell. Let's let's get Wildcat from White House. People do it all the time. Is no. calling in to talk about Mark Stoops. What's going on, Wildcat? Hey, long time, guys. Um, Appreciate it. I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet. Um, but uh, one thing about Mark Stoops is that he's a very loyal guy, kind of like Grable. And so what he's been doing there for the past five years um when i worked at university of kentucky in sports video they truly believe what they're doing there mm-hmm. they really uh yeah. believe that they can actually go to the sc championship game and all that mm-hmm. um mark stoops has upgraded their faci- upgraded their facilities and whatnot and now he's demanding a bigger recruiting budget and um a new indoor facility from miss barnhart so um I think that Mark Stoops is going to stay for at least another five to ten years because they really do believe that they're going to go somewhere. I mean, they got Barry and Brown from Pearl Cone, a four-star wide receiver recruited by Alabama, and the Way Twins. I mean, they have nothing but momentum. So, I mean, if Tennessee fans want him wants him to leave or whatever, it ain't going to happen. It's just not going to happen, guys. I just want to let you all know that. Thank you, yeah, Wildcat. Yeah. And, and I would play on that as an athletic director mm-hmm. and use that as leverage. I don't think he's going to leave. Sure. It make you know if he's just going to leave for making five hundred grand more, well, we can give you some incentives or something. Right. Get half of that. Yeah, because I think he's all in. He's all invested. He's all Kentucky. Too much invested. Got one more phone call. I, this is anonymous. It says from Anchorage. I have no idea what this is about. Anonymous from Anchorage. You are on Blaine and Mickey. What's going on? The guy's going to tell me I need to be fired. Yes, sir. I got a question. 
do college recruits really still send their commitments in via fax machine? Oh, I don't think they do. No, it's more of a joke than anything, but right. they have up until recently. Okay. You said something about it a couple of segments ago. I oh, yeah. I'm just that they got to fire up the fax machine at the bowl game. Yeah, it's just yeah. more a figure of speech, meaning they're going to get their letters of intent that day. Right. And that's the early sign of the day. I it got used you. To Thank be you, there. guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Yes, yeah. sir. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, there's other ways to do it now. But even if when I can't remember, if somebody turns on the radio, they hear that. They, 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 they hear think, the whole what? backdrop. Yeah, when I was working as associate AD, we still got them on a fax they had to take the fax machines right. out of like a closet and plug them in that day. Right. It was a real thing that happened. On How do you Earth. think they go about the process now? Just an email or Twitter or uh, social media? It, it would have to be. VA. We have a college athlete, Brett, who's uh, producing today. How, how did you handle yours for golf? I used a fax machine. <laughs> I graduated. I did high school 2015 and okay. I graduated there, and mine was still a fax machine then. Now, there was more to it. There's digital stuff. They emailed it to you. Right. You printed it out and all that. But the way I sent it back in through the athletic director at school and, and the university was through a fax machine. 2015. 2015, oh, okay. yep. All right. See, I'm, I, I, like I said, it's not that long ago in the past that it was the fax machine. So sorry if we freaked anybody out about that. If you're, you're like the guy who sells toner for fax machines, you're like, we're back, baby. Well, what I was getting at is I was asking uh, more so if you're at a bowl game and that is commitment day, how yeah. is that process done today? And if they have to do it, you know, I don't even think the fax, the fax machine's there. So I'm thinking they're doing email, sign it, take a picture, or attach it, and send it back. The way people do documents today, it'd have to be stuff like that. Because you can close a house that way, mm-hmm. you know, taking pictures of things and sending them electronically. So, yeah, it'd have to be electronic. But there you go. Uh, 2015? College golfer right there, sending it in on a fax machine. Uh, we never fax anything to Coach Mac. We get the fax from Coach Mac, and we'll do that next. It's Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 <laughs> The Zone. Nice. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. You hear that music, it only means one thing. It means uh, Coach Dave McGinnis said to join us here. Coach Mack, each week, same time, always on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon, the second hour of the program. And it uh, looks like we got him locked and loaded. Coach Mack, how in the world are you doing? Did you have a, a good Coach Mack Thanksgiving? Mickey and Blaine, absolutely I did. I've uh, Coach Mack's got a whole lot to be thankful for, so it was it was outstanding. How about you guys? I know you guys did too, because I sent you both Coach Mack happy Thanksgiving bit emojis, and you both replied back, so I knew you were good. <laughs> you yeah. and Blaine are our tops in the bitmoji game. Blaine has one that looks like him, and you have one that looks like you. Hey, uh, Blaine's bitmoji is on fire. That's an outstanding <laughs> one. I mean, I. People have told me I've got a really good one. Well, Blaine's is just as good. Well, didn't you say your niece made yours? Maybe she made Blaine's, too. I, maybe I need to call her. Oh, man. Well, I had no idea how to make one, so I can tell you that straight up. <laughs> um, you do know how to do a bye week, though. Let me ask you, Coach, what, what was a bye week like for Coach Mack and his staff? And I know circumstances might have been different from year to year, but what did you typically try to do, get away? How would you handle it? Well, I'm glad you put the circumstances in there, Mickey, because that makes a big difference. Whenever you get your schedule, you always you always peruse it to look at, first of all, how many national games you have, how many off-schedule games you have, and then your, your eyes go right to the bye week. And so, I mean, when I was a head coach of the Cardinals one year, we had the bye week the first week of the season. Okay? And so, I mean, wow. that's a little different, too. So then we had 16 straight games. And so as late as this one uh, comes, I mean, first of all, 
especially at the stage where the Titans are now, personnel-wise, they needed it very badly. I mean, they probably could have used it about five weeks ago, but uh, that's just not the way it is. And so you make do with what's presented to you. Uh, their their biggest charge now for these these the the last five games, which is really basically a five game season now, is to get as many of these people back as they can. I really think they reached have reached about a tipping point as far as being able to bring other people in and and be able to try to to, to manufacture you know some things. And so hopefully we can get our people back during this. And so the biggest thing is the biggest thing and for players, I'm talking about. You know, for players, especially now in an 18-week, 17-game season, they need some physical and mental rest. And coming here where it did the 13th week of the season for the Tennessee Titans, it could not – I mean, they needed it very, very badly. Coaches, you know, they, they've got 12 weeks of ball to go over. And, of course, they've already done it. You do it week to week, and then you then at, in the bye week, you know, you, you present it to your staff, then you present it as a team to yourself. I'm talking about coaches and to see really where we are. And uh, so the big thing for the, the Titans right now is is just trying and hopefully getting some of their performers back. Well, I wanted to ask you, and you brought this up, and this was the second part of my question, was how, how much do you spend looking back and self-scouting, in this case you'd have 12 weeks worth of it, and versus looking ahead to what you have left versus go home for a couple of days, trying to balance a little bit of time off. How do you balance those three elements, looking forward, looking backward, and trying to give people a mental break? Mickey, the way things are now technologically, you, you self-scout every week, yeah. okay? I mean, it, it, you keep a running total every week. It's not like, you know, back in the days when I first started that, you know, I had to hand splice all the, the cut-ups so that we could look at them, you know, during the bye week. That's not what happens anymore. Every, all the information is available to you uh, weekly uh, and immediately. So you, you self-scouted, you self-scouted weekly all the time leading up. What you've got to look at now, and I'm sure what they've looked at is, is where we are personnel-wise, because personnel-wise, you know, this football team has gone through clearly a historic amount of changes, you know, using 86 players to this time as to where 84 in a 16-game season was the record. Well, the Titans have broken that. And so what you, what you do, what you do, I would, what they are doing now, in my, I'm not in the building, but what I would think that they would be doing is, first of all, you know, taking, uh, assessing what they're going to have, how close some people are to coming back, and then it's still going to necessitate roster moves when those people, people come back. So there's a lot that you can do right now. But coming this deep into the season with an unusual injury riddle year that this has been for us, I mean, it's going to be very different. Coach Mack on with us. Coach Mack brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage and affordable price. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They got you covered, just like Coach Mack has us covered with the Mack attack every week. Well, Coach Mack, uh, naturally when you're quarterback, all eyeballs are on you. I, I guess give us your observation over the last two weeks of, of Tannehill's play. Well, I think, I think this, Blaine, and I mean, again, I, I, I've not talked to him. I've just, I've just watched him. Right. Let's go to the fact that he doesn't have his top players there. He understands that he is the linchpin for what's going on. And, and some of those throws, you know, some of those throws, he, he, was, he was pressing, trying to make something happen because, you know, basically this team, you know, has really lacked an explosive spark uh, uh, fundamentally as far as deep shots. You know, since since all these guys have gone down, so that that's what he's been trying to do. But but he's got to be better. He's got to protect the football better. And uh, you know, he's the first one that knows that. 
because the one thing that this team needs to get back to it needs to get to it needs to get back to a plus turnover margin you know uh land because right now with with the turnovers they've had in the last two weeks you cannot survive with that and let me just say turnovers are what happen on offense defensively it's takeaways we ought, we need to eliminate giving the ball to our opponents and then we need to take it away from our opponents, you know, whether it's defensively or on special teams at a higher rate also. Well, let's talk about some positive. I guess give us your positive feedback on what you saw in the New England game. Uh, and was Well, you know what I saw, Blaine? And, and again, I, I give the coaches and the players credit for this. Mm-hmm. They stuck with the, you know, they stuck with who they are. And uh-huh. I think that what we saw, especially in the running game, you know, finally that, that they had kind of figured out the one-two punch that they were going to use mm-hmm. trying to replace a singular, you know, back. And, and I think that worked very well. I mean, they ran the football extremely well. I think they had a good plan going in. They wanted to keep this thing close. They wanted to make it a physical game, especially a physical game, uh, you know, offensively up front. And they, they won that battle, you know. And so it, it, without the turnovers, of course, tur- the turnovers happen. And so I, I, you, you guys know me well enough, and so do our listeners. I'm not an if and buts, candy and nuts guy. Right. I mean, it's what happened. That's what you did. That's who you are. But the plan going in fundamentally to be able to run the football with a, with, with a two-back rotation I thought was very, very successful. No doubt about it. Uh, when you have two uh, rushers uh, for a hundred apiece uh, or so, uh, man, you're doing a really good job. But was that once the New England Patriots got ahead, did that fall into the hands of Belichick? And is he he was giving us the yardage? Uh, would you say? And I don't say giving, but he was playing coverage based off of now you got to go beat us and playing a lot more cover two and kind of not playing eight man fronts and said you don't have enough time if you're going to continue to stick with the running game. To beat us. Yeah, he did that. He did that some. Of course, they were running the football very well when it was still a one-score game. When it got to be a two-score game, he clearly started playing more coverage and, and playing more five under too deep and, 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 and substituting uh, people in there for coverage purposes. That's absolutely what he did with a two-score two separation. When it was a one-score separation, he was still bringing people down there. He started off the game bringing people down there. And so, you know, what has to happen is, is if if that if that's what you're going to do offensively, which was a good plan, then when you get a chance off of some of those big runs they have, and you get into the red zone, the biggest issue was uh, with that plan. When we got in the red zone, we didn't score touchdowns. All right, you know we missed a field goal when we scored a touchdown. We missed an extra point, and all of a sudden those four points, especially in the first half, you know were the difference as far as bringing that game back to even. And so, yeah, when he got a two score separation, that's absolutely what he did. I'm going to ask a tough question because I really don't know the answer, Coach, and that is you, you don't have your stud players at the receiver position, and that's really a lot of this in pressing and Tannehill trying to you know, make something out of nothing. That's really what's happening. So do you as a coach, because I haven't sat in that chair, change your scheme to fit what you have, or do you stick with your scheme and what you do? Well, that changed facilitate, what they you know, a, a little bit in helping those guys out, whether it's, you know, cluster well, routes, pick routes, to help them get open and have separation where at least guys can't make plays on football. Well, you've got to get man-to-man to make a pick work, right? right. Yeah, that, that, that first of all has <laughs> right. to happen. You have to, get, you, have to, you have to get man The touchdown that they didn't call a touchdown that was clearly a touchdown, that was a rub route. Yep, you know, that, great, that, great that was a two-man stack rub mm-hmm. route. So if you get man-to-man, sure, you don't go completely away from what you're doing, but you adjust it to the capabilities of the people that you have. I mean, you know, we uh, we missed a couple of, of shots, 
you know, that were open. And so, yes, absolutely. I mean, you are going to adapt what you do to the capabilities of the player you have. The players you have, you don't, you don't necessarily, you don't junk everything, but sure, you've got to adapt it because, I mean, we, you know, what A.J. Brown does and what Julio does and, you know, what Marcus Johnson did is different than what these other guys can do. So you've got to keep it within the realm of what they can do. But at the end of the day, if you're going to throw the football, you've got to protect the cylinder and you've got to get separation. You've got to get separation. That's what it comes down to. Well, with Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. Coach, uh, Bud Dupree, I know he doesn't have sack numbers, but obviously when he plays, he affects what's going on. They're a different defense with him. He's a, he's a fantastic player, even as he battles back through injuries. But what was New England able to do? To I, I know the Titans got two sacks in the game. One came from Bayard. How did they do such a good job of neutralizing any kind of real pass rush threat? Most of it was play action, uh, max protection. Yeah. If you looked at it, those shots down the field were play action, max protection. You know, against you know against zone defense, they had they had time to throw. We could, we did not. The Titans did not affect the cylinder enough. Yeah. Okay. On 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 their passing game, yes. but this is that's what Mac Jones and that's what Josh McDaniel has been doing with Mac Jones mm-hmm. the entire time. Run it just enough. Go play action, max protection, uh, have, a, have a third receiver leak out, you know, and then the screen game. They hurt us with the screen game, all right? When, you know, when, when we started to generate a rush, they hurt us with the screen game. Whenever they felt like we might be bringing more than four, a couple of times you saw that the, the screens hurt us a lot on the perimeter because of that. And if Jeffrey Simmons, to me, makes three amazing plays on screens running from inside out, yes. and he was the primary tackler, if he doesn't make those, those – might have gone for longer, but that's what they were doing. He and Danico uh, certainly have had some nice games together. It, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I wanted to ask you, Jeffrey Simmons, what did they do just as part of Max Protect? Was he getting double, triple teamed? Because as you mentioned, as far as hustle plays and him just going down the field, he made some amazing, especially for a 300-pound guy. Look, when I talk max protection and I talk play action protection, Mickey, most of the time it's slide protection and you're sliding towards the person that you not only want to bump down on, but you want to give outside help to. Sure. That's where the, you, 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 you don't, you don't, you don't double team a guy in, in the passing game, just straight up have somebody sitting waiting for him when he comes. You bump him down to somebody else and then you build a backside wall. And then you, you either bring a tight end across or a running back or whoever away from the slide to be able to block the edge. Sure. And then you move your pocket away from that edge where they are, they are coming across to. That's what you do. And it seems like, conversely, the Titans have, uh, have, have lost the edge some on defense and allowed people to get around them. They've, you know, there have been some longer gains in some of these screenplays where they've had trouble containing the edge. Well, and the issue is that I mean, you're you're trying to get a rush down a distance dictates that there's a that, that and and that that all goes with with being in conflict on those down and distances as far as playing runner pass because if you're an edge rusher and you want to start and get off, all right, you're going to start and get off, and if you just get up and get bumped out a little bit, then it comes. You know, here's how you defend the screen: you got you got to you got to you got to set the edge, you got to have cap force from the top down, and then you've got to play run and hit from everybody else. Well, if you if your edge is a little bit loose, then your top-down cap guy has a bigger gap to fill. Ask Blaine about how that is. You got a bigger gap to fill, and then your run and hit guys have to run farther to run and hit. And so all of that goes together being in conflict downs, 
and then uh, not, you know, if you're if you haven't been able to generate much pressure, and all of a sudden you feel like you're getting a good get off on the edge, and you've got a chance to get pressure, especially if you're going it with four people, and you get bumped out a little bit. That's what that's that's what happens. That's why the screen game is so effective against people that are bringing four man pressure. Coach Mack just bringing it today. The Mack attack here on Blaine and Mickey. Well, Coach, you've watched every game calling them. I mean, when you go back and do your self-evaluation, what do you think uh, the Titans, especially these last two games, because that's kind of where what stands out, uh, what do you think they're going to find that they sh- maybe, you know, should do or, or not do besides uh, not turn over the ball? <laughs> they can't turn it over. I mean, that's the biggest thing. They, 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 they cannot turn it over. And then uh, here's what they've got to get better at. They've got to get better at taking it away, all right? And then they, they, need to, they, need to, they need to get better at, which they were really good at early on, is scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Okay, and especially, you know, in these games as they come down to November and December and into January, you, you, you're you not going to get by with field goals because, the, you know, of, of what you're playing for and the way games are going to go. So you've got to start scoring touchdowns in the red zone. They moved it fairly decently, you know, down in the red zone, but they, you know, when you, when you miss a kick and you hit the right upright twice and, and those types of things. And then here's the other thing that you can't do, Blaine. You can't have penalties on special teams that all of a sudden from the opening kickoff make a change of 37 yards difference in field position. You know, you just, you cannot play, you've got to play smarter football and smarter football comes from playing, you know, contained within yourself and knowing what's going on all the time. That's what they need to do. This team has done that. I mean, they were on a tremendous smart football stretch, you know, for six games in a row against some really good opponents. Now we lost some people. That's still not an excuse. You still have got to continue that intelligent football, regardless of who you're playing with. Well, Coach, we're doing uh, game balls after uh, we let you go. And I, I guess you know, kind of help us out in uh, who's your offense, defense, and special team game balls. Well, I'd give uh, defense, I'd give to Simmons. You know, and and, and offensively, you know, I'd give it to the two running backs. And, of course, anytime running backs get it, you got to, you know, your blocking unit has got to oh, take man. it. Those two running backs, you know, they had they had two very very bad blips, yeah, you know, yeah. both giving the football up after big games, and that's that's inexcusable for a running back. But the fact that they were able to and they were both they were both sticking their foot in the ground, and I think now mm-hmm. they've they're started to and and they are getting used to the way that the gaps are going to open up, the way it's going to look. Linemen are getting used mm-hmm. to the way that these guys want to run. All running backs are a little bit different, even though the scheme is is the same as to what they like to run, how they like to run it. And, uh, you know, on special teams, I mean, I, I, I don't think this is one of the special teams' better games. No. No, man. <laughs> well, we, well, I, I was going to go with Kern, but it, it was, that was the easy choice. I don't even know if that was the answer. That's why I needed your help. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. Brett Kern is veteran enough, and you know this. You know this, Blaine. Of course, you know this. When you're on a team, if you lose the game, you don't get any game balls, right? Yeah, right. So if you give if you give Brett Kern one after a loss, he probably might give it back to you. <laughs> well, I, I hope not. Uh, but uh, I get what you're saying there, <laughs> there, Coach. Uh, I guess uh, besides uh, you know the turnovers and everything else, what is your view of Mac Jones? I really liked him in college, and he has this quirky way about him and his confidence about him that I really like. And he, he's a better athlete than people want to give him credit for. I watched him really close a couple games ago, uh, and he impressed me, and he continues to impress me. What were your observations of him? 
Well, I mean, I, I thought the same thing coming out, you know. I mean, of course, he's not as athletic as those guys that were taken before him. I've done, I do a lot of national shows on radio, guys, and prior to playing this game, you know, people ask me, do you think Mac Jones would have been as efficient if somebody would have taken him earlier? And I said no, because he'd have been going to worse teams. Mm-hmm. This was, you know, taking 15 with the New England Patriots was the perfect place to go. How could you go to a more stable or, uh, situation, you know, especially for a quarterback? And then plus – you know, let's, this team that Belichick put together, he did not like missing the playoffs last year. So he goes out and jettisons everybody and then gets a couple of COVID guys back and then spends $160 million guaranteed to refurbish what's going on. And then Josh McDaniel has – and look, Mac Jones is doing exactly for Bill Belichick what he did for Nick Saban, right? Mm-hmm. He's doing exactly what he's doing. He's, 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 he's orchestrating the offense and he's playing within himself and he's not turning it over, which is huge for a rookie quarterback. Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. Hey, hey, Coach, I know he's on the practice squad now and, and hasn't played this year in a game, but Golden Tate, at his at, at his best, you, you've seen him play in his career because he's been around a long time. What what could Titans fans maybe see from him in this Titans offense? What are the things that he does that you think, gosh, that could be helpful here? Yeah, well, as I said, I haven't seen Golden Tate as of late, and, you know, and I'm not going to speculate on what he is now. If you want to ask me what he was, you know, when I vetted him and then, you know, I played against him, sure. you know, I coached against him several times. He's a great slot receiver. He's an incredible slot receiver. He's a really, really good uh, uh, change of direction guy inside. He's a nuanced route runner. But inside, he was, uh, you know, when, when he was brand new, he was hard to stop. The other thing about him is, even though he's slighter in stature, he's a really tough hands catcher. I mean, that's what he—that's what he has been during his career. Coach, thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Always appreciate the time, and uh, you know, not even a bye week, you still show up and do the show. We appreciate it, and look forward to talking with you uh, next week. Guys, I'll always do your show. See you, guys. Thanks. Appreciate it, Coach. Dave McGinnis. All right, when we come back. We will do game balls if you've got a Titans game ball or game balls that you want to give out for players. It's up to you. You you pick. Uh, you can jump in the Zone TV chat. You can tweet us at Blaine and Mickey. You can call the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline, 615-737-1045. Again, next up, Titans Game Balls from this week. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Uh, we'll give our, our game balls. We asked this question. Uh, it's pretty good. We asked this question on the Blaine and Mickey Twitter account. Blaine was interested in this. What's a sports moment that made you happy and sad? Because I said I had a stat for him, and it was the stat that Des Fitzpatrick is playing more, but he's now actually played more than Dylan Radens in a limited number of weeks. So it's like, are you sad about Dylan Radens or are you happy about Des Fitzpatrick? So we asked this question. Uh, on the Blaine and Mickey Twitter, um, Tony Duncan says, this one, I was both happy and sad. I know a guy who was playing for the Rams then, and like everyone around, around here, I'm a Titans fan, and it's nice getting tackled at the end of the Super Bowl. So he had a friend on the Rams, but he was rooting for the Titans, so oh. he's happy and sad. Oh. I can give you mine. On to that note, making a boyhood dream, getting a chance to play in the Super Bowl, but also sad that we lost. Yep. Yeah, I mean, man, you, you dream of something and thinking it could happen. And then you, it does happen. And then now you didn't get to finish it. Uh, Michael Jordan, six NBA championship ring, says Adam watching the end of an era. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. A bunch That's of Jordan fans because you knew then it was over. Uh, Tech Man on Twitter 
says uh, February 2nd, 2019, Tennessee Tech versus Murray State, the biggest crowd I've ever seen in the Hooper Eblen Center. And I got to see John Morant up close and personal, sad because we lost. Happy because it was an amazing game. He said, I may have also yelled at John that he was overrated. <laughs> yeah, he is no not way, overrated. He's yeah. whatever he is, he is rated. He's definitely one of the best point guards at NBA. Oh, my gosh. He's so good. <laughs> and he's in the perfect place in Memphis. That just couldn't have worked any better. He, he got hurt, too. Uh, his knee. I think it's his left knee. So, I think everybody's getting a little nervous. Haven't heard any reports on that yet. If anybody knows, just give us a shout. Yeah. Uh, also, we do game balls uh, this time uh, every Tuesday. I'm, I don't know why. I almost said Tuesday. Uh, Brett Batzer, by the way, doing a great job filling in today. For Lucas Panzeek, and he'll be hanging out with us tomorrow. He was the guy that explained. Yes, I was a division. Well, I was a, a, a college golfer, Division Two, right, Montevallo? Yes, Division Two. Division Two. But he used the fax machine to send in his uh, his 2015 his letter of intent as recently as 2015 because we had a caller. I made a joke about fax machines and signed in. The guy said, "Please tell me that's not still a thing." And I said, "I doubt it, but it, mm. it's just the joke, the fax machine." I, I'm, I'm going to say this is not your favorite player, but. What did you think about what the Tiger Woods interview? Did you watch it? What do you, do you think he's? I don't. He didn't sound like he's trying to come back, but just you know, just a little bit and just play golf here or there. It was cool to see him talk again. He's not going to come back anytime soon, and he he made that happen. What he said is he kind of related to to Ben Hogan when Ben Hogan is a long time ago got hurt, kind of like in the same instance that Tiger did. Tried to come back. Tiger said, "I'm not going to play a full schedule, but I'll come back. I'll play you know this tournament, then I'll wait yeah. three four months. I'll play this tournament. Just when I feel ready to play." Then I'll play, but I'm not going to be full time again. Yeah, well, he also said he'll never be that player again, mm-hmm. going up the hill to you know aspire to be the best like he did in the past. He said it's not the same. His body be. is just it never will ravaged. be. Yeah, yeah, when he got up, walked away, he still was limping. Yeah, yeah so well, it was, that, boy, that guy's left so many highlights. Oh, it's just unbelievable. Just for him to stay involved, be involved with the Ryder Cup. I think Cup. that's how he was talking. Yeah, play four events a year. That'd be fantastic. I mean, it'd be big box office. Just and, and I know it'd be hard for him because he think I was number one in the world. I'm here just trying to make the cut. Fans would be so happy to see him. So more than anything, I just want to see him be healthy. Uh, Rude Daddy on Twitter says Pecorine's last start. Uh, I was so happy he got the shutout, but I was sad because I knew it was his last was start. Boy, that was a that was, that was tough. All right, game balls. Bam in Nashville wants to weigh in on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Bam, you got a have you got a game ball? What you doing, man? How's the, how's my favorite drummer doing? Man, I'm cool, man. Waiting to groove with you again on base, brother. I'm so ready for that. We'll uh, we'll get together off air. We'll figure that out. What do you think about this game ball situation? Man, you know what? I ain't even calling about a game ball. I had a question. Okay. I had a, okay. I had a question for you and Lane. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, first off, do you feel like we will actually pick up Golden Tate to elevate him off the practice squad? That's the first question. Do I, Do we feel like they picked him up to elevate him off the practice squad? No, do you think he'll make it to the next one? Do you think they'll activate him come the Jacksonville game? That's first question. I, I would think so, or why else would you bring a veteran like that in? Now, Blaine, Blaine yeah, may have a little okay. more information so, than me, though. What do you think? Um, I would say eventually you got to get there. So what you bring him in here for? He's a veteran leadership. He may not be the Golden Tate of his prime, but, uh, uh, you know, he, he understands the little nuances of how to, you know, run routes, and now he just has to get on the same page as uh, Tannehill to – Get out there. So, yeah, I think they will. Okay. Now, my next question is, A.J., Julio, and Golden Tate, all on the – now, is that your receiver core that can take you to a Super Bowl? Mm. A.J. and Julio, that's a Hall of Famer and a Pro Bowler. 
And then Golden Tate, who's been a rock-solid player, depending on how much is left. Pro I, also as a returner, too. Yeah, in the uh, slot? Yeah I, think you, yeah, I think you can win with that, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can go to the Super Bowl for that. That's all that matters. Now, if we can just get Henry back somewhere in there and then get Blaine Bishop to come back for one season, one season. for the rest of the season on defense, I think we can win with the hitman coming back. What you think about that, Blaine? Yeah, I think I could come back in and be some assistance in coaching. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bam. Good hearing from you, man. Appreciate you, man. All right. Uh, Bam can kill it on the drums. All right, game balls. We got about a minute left or so, Blaine Bishop. Who you got this week? I know I know they didn't win. I know it was a yeah, tough game. It's but- always tough for me. That's why I was trying to get some help from uh, Coach Mack. But Kern was my special team. I thought he did a good job. Uh, you know, uh, game ball, he, he hinted on some of the O-line, just the O-line. You have 200-yard rushers. I, I, I think you have to give it to them. And then uh, – Dylan Cole, I thought he did a really good job for uh, Monty Rice. Yeah, uh, he didn't hurt the team, so and he could, you know, possibly could have made some game changing plays. Yeah. Just came up a little short, so I, I thought he did really well on defense. Uh, I also did O line. I, I picked the whole offensive line. We do not consult beforehand, so there's no surprises yeah. here. I, I agree. When you run for two seventy, the line deserves some credit uh, on defense. I, I kind of flipped a coin between Big Jeff and Christian Fulton. I love Big Jeff's hustle okay. plays. I wish he could have gotten up that Ooh, cylinder like two, a little bit yeah. more, but he had fantastic. Also, Christian Fulton, hey, man, that's yeah. a that's a bad man. Yeah, he he shut down. In, in the modern era, that shut down. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And uh, I, just this guy, because I, he had one tackle and he snapped fine. Morgan Cox. Oh, okay, this long snap. He, he snapped it back to Kern fine when he mm-hmm. needed to, and uh, he did have a tackle also. Uh Charles in Nashville. Charles, hey, we got like 30 seconds before we got to hand it off to 3HL. What you got? Man, have y'all ever seen Golden Tate's father play? He played with Tennessee State University up under John Mayer. Man, he was way better than his his son. (laughs) (laughs) I do know that his dad played at Tennessee State because I remember that when Golden got recruited, all the talk about how good his dad was. Wish I could have seen his dad play. Uh, He was a pretty good player at Notre Dame, too. Sure was. Uh, boy, he was good. He's had a good career, too. And, I, I, and I, by the way, when I give him my game balls, I'm always trying to give them to someone who probably is contributing in a, in a small way but really important to the team. Sure. That's why I gave it to the office of Jack now Dylan. Boom. All right. Time for us to get rolling. Hey, don't forget Salvation Army's uh, Field of Toys. That's coming up, presented by T-Mobile. Uh, Tuesday, December 7th at Nissan Stadium. So go ahead and do some extra shopping. Pick up an extra toy while you're out. Come see us that day. On this beautiful day of Tuesday, make it. Absolutely. As always. You know it. Peace. Peace.